Okay. Hello everyone, I'm Blaze Fighter First. And I'm CV Wrestling. And you are listening to another episode of The Controversy. Hello everybody, welcome back to a- another episode of The Controversy. We are happy to be here once more, right Zach? Yes, always, always. Always. Um, no, we are not doing a part three of the Taliban taking back Afghanistan, for those of you who are looking for the sequel to that. Um, we might do part three later on, but this week we are going to be talking about the Code Red for Humanity. You may or may not have heard that already, but that is what we're going to talk about today. Yes, and we'll also explain what the Code Red is, you know, because some people might not know what it is, but we'll explain that. Not everyone we'll explain. knows what Code Red for Humanity is. Yes. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, Code Red for Humanity, it's a warning. I need to know, like, what it means and everything. Um, so basically, Code Red for Humanity, um, a bunch of UN scientists, basically, um, or the IPCC, I think, um, they basically uh, issued a report, and this report was titled Code Red for Humanity. And the basis of it, well, the UN Secretary General called it the Code Red for Humanity. And the report highlights how the inevitability of global warming and how that's going to severely affect us in the short term and the long term. Um we are already seeing the effects of global warming today um the one great example of that is the the weather right yeah the um, weather's always changing yeah um well i mean although it's not very noticeable you know the earth is getting hard hotter without a doubt um oh, although yeah. for us it's not necessarily noticeable depending on where you live just a couple temperatures really affects the earth and so it's it's pretty serious actually even like a half a degree plays a huge factor now yeah just a half a degree and bam you got the polar ice caps melting and everything weather what what do you what do you mean by weather nico why do you bring it up on of it's being an effect of global warming well because it's an effect of global warming um as like as we're seeing now, the weather is kind of changing. The earth is getting hotter. Um, the weather is becoming a bit more unpredictable. Um, we are expecting to see more droughts. And then all of a sudden, we, like, you know, on the west coast of the United States, we see all these, we see these droughts happening. Um, you know, that lake, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the lake is called down there in Nevada or something. Um, uh, um, Do you know what that lake's called, Zach? Lake Tahoe, I think. I think it might be Lake Tahoe, I think. Maybe. Um, it, it's drying up. It's running out of water. And so well, is the Colorado River. The Colorado River is running out of water. Hoover Dam is getting a lot of droughts, too. Yeah, the, the, the water in the Hoover Dam is so low right now. You can really see like, where the water was at. Yeah, it's crazy. It's at an all-time low. And that's considered drought. And what does that mean? Water restrictions. We're actually starting to see the government impose water restrictions. Because we're running out of water. Um, yes. And, but we're seeing the droughts, but at the same time in places like Arizona, we've seen these crazy rainstorms. Like, there's 
like they're so big and strong like like last year there was no rain at all in arizona like there's just no rain and this year lots of rain just lots of it and we didn't really expect that we just expected it to be nothing again a little bit not like how like flooding and everything because like you know our soil is not used to the flooding our roads are not used to the flooding like yeah. not used to flooding in that type of like that type of like way or like um i it was earlier this year right where texas got hit with a really bad cold front right Oh yeah, that was crazy. That was yeah. really bad. It got crazy cold over there, and Texas wasn't prepared for that. You know, the pipes froze. People weren't getting water. The electricity went out. It was really because, bad because they aren't used to a cold climate. Their yeah, houses weren't designed for that. Yeah, that type of weather is like where you get like in the Midwest or like in um, Canada. The way the snow is coming in, the cold, how cold is getting, all that stuff. Can Texas not used to it. Texas is not like Texas is like used to humidity, all that stuff. Yeah, they're not used to that type, that type of cold coming in. Like, it's not like in here in Arizona. That's how basically cold it gets over there. But the weather they got basically what you get like Canada, like in the winter time, or like the Midwest in winter time. Yeah, it's it's unpredictable. We didn't see this coming. It just happened. I mean, yeah, we can predict happened. the weather, but the weather changes all the time. Um, yeah. You can't yeah. perfectly predict the weather. And so I think we're going to start seeing that uh, more often with global warming and how that's really going to severely affect the weather that we see. Yeah, because now more areas are going to get less rain. And then less areas that got less rain are going to get more rain. So there's going to be like an opposite effect on areas that are like affected by global warming and then the, not only that is that you know the weather the weather has its effects i mean rain seems good like in a desert but it also causes flooding because you know people places like in the desert we're not well equipped for flooding um yeah. drought drought causes there to be a lack of water and what does that mean people start dying because there's and not enough food to sustain the population prices yeah, go up big. And food, there won't be enough food that grow, like farmers that grow stuff, they can't be able to grow any food. You know, animals will die too because some can go without water, but like, you know, domesticated animals that we have domesticated really can't go without water for a long period of time. But yeah, animals will die too, people will die. No, I, I, can't, I can't guarantee that the global warming has a direct relation with this, but maybe it could be affecting the tornadoes or earthquakes that we have. It, we, might, we don't know. it might have an effect on hurricanes. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, we just we've don't had, know. We've we... been seeing some pretty bad hurricanes. That I can't yeah. guarantee, but you you get the point of it. Is that the, the weather's going to become unpredictable with global warming? <laughs> you might see some maze runner type stuff where you know you know when the heat when you know when the flares happened and the whole earth was kind of like lit a flame. Right, everything was dried up and how. And the Scorch Trials movie, it was that crazy thunderstorm. Like, those thunderstrikes were, like, crazy strong and big. Like, they were just hitting yeah. the ground. Like, we could be seeing that. Yeah, you just, you just don't know. You just don't know what's going to happen with global warming. Because, like, we're just getting to, like, the... We're just breaking ice on global warming and, like, what can it do to the world? What can it, how can it affect people living in these places that are like highly like capable of getting flooded and like droughts and everything so
I want to say that there is one thing I guess is coming out of this, is that when the ice builds in, in the Arctic Ocean, travel routes, like travel routes can be like more accessible to other countries, so like I guess that's one good thing about it, I guess. That you can travel and trade across the, like the ocean, the Arctic Ocean. Just saying, that could be one thing that people are looking at and saying, well, it's kind of helping us in a way because we can go to different countries faster and trade with them faster and send goods between different countries faster. Well, I mean, I, I see what you're saying with the trade, but I think what's just going to end up happening is that where it's just going to be the fight for oil, right? There's a ton of oil in the Arctic. Yeah. And, and as the Arctic they, becomes yeah. more accessible, we're going to see countries breaking those treaties and trying to get to the oil. Like, look at Russia. Russia's already expanding their military bases up north. Yes, I, 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 I like, what, 300 military bases, 300 plus military bases that they're doing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty scary, you know, because it's allowing them to get pretty close to us, right? Yeah. Close to us anyways, but the two islands in the middle, one's on one side, one's on the other side. Yeah, but it's gonna be really interesting what they do in the Arctic. Who like high claims it? Because like multiple claims are like overlapping with each other. Like the U.S.'s claims, Russia's claims, Denmark's claims, Canada's claims. It's gonna be very interesting in a couple of years what they start doing with that oil that's coming up in the Arctic. Many things right now that we're doing that we're trying to stop the global warming like happening a lot. Electric cars are coming more popular. Think Tesla is popular. Ford is starting to use electric cars. You know, most of these car companies now are trying to use carbon less uh, carbon free cars now. That's one thing that's really just going on right now that we are trying to stop the carbon emission. Because that's really what's driving global warming is the carbon emission from the cars we have. And from everything that uses gasoline and all that stuff. But another thing we're doing is also you know, we're also using renewable energy, you know, like solar, wind, electric energy. Instead of using the fossil fuels, which we'll still use the fossil fuels, I think. But we'll try to be less dependent on fossil fuels. That was my next day I wanted to say that. We're like, we're trying to stop the global impact of global warming. Yeah, so not too long ago, they you know all the all the leaders kind of met up at this conference, right? And they kind of talked about their plans on how they're going to stop global warming. And they they basically they all kind of said the same thing: is like we're going to do this or that. We're going to cut our emissions down big time, and we all plan to do it by twenty thirty. That's not too far away. That's, that's nine years. That's, that's nine. Almost, that's, that's, that's a little over nine eight, years, right? Eight years from now. Like that. That's nothing. Like that. They're gonna have to make change fast in order this for in order for us to actually see that. Well, Biden kind of like well, Biden kind of like said everything like when he first got elected, he was gonna try to lower the emissions. I feel like that's why gasoline prices kind of went skyrocketing because of that. I mean, that's another thing that people are saying is that since Biden is coming to office. Gas prices have been crazy high, right? I think I think that's a strategy to get people to go to more electric. But really, right now they have to develop the, the technology for the charging to go faster than what it is right now. I mean, the, the, yeah, these are the problems with electric cars right now. I mean, one, 
you want to get an electric car, you got to go with Tesla. What's the problem with Tesla? Tesla's expensive. Now, there are these other car companies out there that are trying to work on making cars that are cheaper, but they're still working on it, right? That's not, they're yeah. not there yet. And until, like you said, the charging, the charging is a big, big problem. Like we talked about in our, uh, what episode of that was that COVID, we were talking about COVID-19, right? Uh-huh. In our COVID-19 episode, uh, we talked about how, like, you know, when you grab your gas, you just grab up and go, right? But with yeah, Tesla, you gotta charge. You gotta sit there for like six hours for it to charge a three hundred kilowatt battery. While yeah. you go to a gas pump and like wait a couple minutes, and your car be like filled with gas already. Yeah, it's it's just not there yet. It, it still need it still needs to be perfected, right? And oh then, yeah, but just and then the yeah, make everyone still, switch yeah. over and get a new car. Like, who wants to do that? I mean, that kind of just throws used cars out the window, right? Yeah, but I feel like though once that happens, I feel like they would try like because like I don't know if you watched Jerry Riggs everything. He's a YouTuber, but he's trying to convert a Hummer to an electric Hummer. But basically, I feel like that could happen. I feel like people could try to convert the car to electric without having to buy a new one. But that would still be a lot of money to do it though. But you know, if people are not trying to buy a new car i feel like they can just like try and convert their car to electric i don't know how that works or anything but also too there's also other ways you can have a more sustainable car with zero emissions carbon emissions you go high you go to hydro way there's a lot of cars that are like high like with water and everything look at that way solar you mean a solar car i feel like solar but- is the way to go i feel like I feel like we should really try to work on solar. I mean, people have developed like solar panel windows. I mean, mm-hmm. solar pan. I mean, just if you just put flat out solar panels on the car, one that doesn't look the prettiest, and then two, it's not like it's gonna. It's still gonna charge slow, but at least you'll be storing some kind of battery, right? So but even then, around in the sunlight, you're getting energy from the sun using your car, and you can just drive around like. Yeah, but it's it's still the same thing though. It's it's not like it's charging really fast. It's still taking a while to charge. Unless you have a battery inside that you just take out at night and just let it charge or like something, you can have like multiple batteries with you, like in a car. Kind of like that engine for it. I'm thinking maybe. You think so, like a backup battery. Yeah. So like you have like like the battery be kind of like your engine, and then you have a backup battery that you could put in like case you need to. So you have like two batteries with you, like one if one like dies or something, those one that have left a lot of energy left, you just put the other one in. With put the other one in and then boom. You have another engine, kind of in a way. You have another battery that can like power your car most of the day then, yeah. That that would be interesting. I mean well the problem with that, I mean one, it would probably be like a separate thing that you would buy, right? Like the manufacturers aren't just gonna give you a battery with your car. This would be like something you'd have to buy. And then well, I would maybe, just, maybe it's a, it, you would have it would have to be a rechargeable battery too. I mean, there could probably be like one-time use things and like rechargeable ones, but I mean, I guess it would kind of be like just going to your Walmart and buying a car battery, right? But like probably, yeah. but it's more like a, of a bigger battery, so it might be more expensive. Well, I don't know. There's, no, there's multiple ways you can have a battery. You can have like a circular one, like the square one. You can like in like rectangle ones. There's lots of ways you have batteries in cars. I get that, but it's also like. When you're gonna put that, I mean, you gotta put that in your trunk, and like, who wants to carry a battery around? 
I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I guess like, you know, like survival people, you know, they got like the water can, like, you know, they have the jerry cans on the side of their truck, right? The water, yeah. gasoline, yeah. but like, that's like an addition and that's kind of like, I don't know. Well, I don't think everyone wants to, I mean, I don't think everyone wants to deal with that. I mean, I, well, I guess if you like just using your car for work and stuff, it's not that big of a deal if you're like storing a battery in your trunk, right? Like, what yeah. do you need your trunk for? Well, hypothetically, this is my like perfect scenario for having another battery. So you have one battery in the car, right? Okay, so everybody's on the same page with me. Uh-huh. You can have another one charging while like most daylight, and then like at night if you want to go out. You put the other one, take that one out, put the other one back in, and have that go with you if you're going out again, like, during the night. So that's why I would say you have two batteries. Because, again, if you're driving with one battery in there, the other one could be charging during the day. Or whenever you have it. it. needs to be sunlight there. But, like, you can have that one charging during the day. And then if you need to go back out at night again, there's no sunlight out at night because, you know, the sun's going down. So you put the other battery in, and then, boom, you can drive wherever you need to go to during the night. That'd be my, that'd be the reason why I don't get like two batteries. Just because of that. You just go out at night again. There's no, there's no, no sunlight there for you to charge your battery. So like if the battery's low, you just put the other one in. Like it's kind of like you switch it out like every other day or like every day. It just depends on how you're using the car, like what are you using the car for and the batteries for. Yeah, but yeah, I think that's kind of just that's that's the biggest solution right now is to move away from the fossil fuels and try to lean more towards renewable energy, and that's going to be the big push to eliminating the effects of global warming, right? Yeah, but I feel like if you have to use fossil fuels, use less of it. Like, there's no way we can go to renewable energy for one certain reason. Like, but fossil fuels would be, like, less dependent on. And more dependent on the renewable energy. But again, if you have to use more fossil, less fossil fuels than some, I think that would still be okay. I mean, if like, using the renewable energy has its advantages. I mean, what, I mean, I mean, look at the fossil fuel. It's called fossil fuels for a reason. We're going to run out of it eventually. Yeah. Renewable energy, we're always going to have. That's why it's renewable. Mm. Um, so it's in the name it's in the name yeah but the only problem with it is just that one it's expensive to just change all of our infrastructure right that's the biggest thing it's expensive and it takes time and then you got to get people to switch over you got to convince the people that's because you're you're putting you're that's what the taxpayer money is going into you got to tell the people what their money's going into right yeah and the lobbyists over in D.C. aren't making it any better, right? Because, you know, the lobbyists work with the big companies, and the big companies don't want that, right? They want to keep polluting and everything, right? Yeah, most of the factories don't want to do it. But, you know, again, t- yeah, it does take time, you know. I think once it starts coming on buildings, new buildings will probably have, like, solar connected with them. Like, a lot of houses now have solar in Arizona. I don't know anywhere else, but, like, you know, I know, like, houses in Arizona have solar because like we get sun every day so but I feel like I feel like solar I feel like it would work better if it's in a more sunnier area than a more like rainy area like Seattle like it gets rain and snow a lot and I feel like like wind will be perfect like windy conditions like windy areas 
if you have solar like everywhere across America and like some areas don't get enough sunlight, it's not gonna work really well. So that's like my one thing with solar that like if people start like installing them on your houses, it's not gonna work most of the time if you don't live in a sunnier area that gets sun mostly every single day. So, yeah, like, like we said, global warming, it's, it's just make, it's really global warming, just making the earth hotter. Um, for those of you that don't understand why the earth is getting harder, because I don't know, maybe you're like, oh, I don't believe in global warming. You know, one of those people that believe the earth is flat too, you know, um, it's happened. Global, see it. it's going to happen. global warming. It's just the earth. The Earth's ozone layer is like a giant blanket. It keeps stuff out and it keeps stuff in. And one of the things it keeps in is heat. So all the pollution we're releasing is just creating heat. And that gets trapped. Um, I want to say something's kind of like wrong. But like, yeah, most of the pollution is coming from these, are these developed countries. Yeah, the more developed countries are the ones creating all yeah. the pollution. So I'm, not, I'm not trying to offend anybody that lives in a... In a developed country or like anything like that well, i would say though that's where the pollution is coming from but the, yeah, the but heat's getting you know, trapped you know. the earth is getting hotter not only that is at the same time and that's all co2 by the way in case you didn't know it's carbon dioxide um and that's bad for us anyway and all and you know we're, we're you know we're cutting down the rainforest and removing all those plants and stuff so that's also doing it too you know because you know plants consume carbon dioxide you know chopping down the amazon rainforest ain't gonna help right yeah, but um, where would you go in the first place? Amazon Rainforest is a beautiful place. Yeah. You know, everything might kill you there, but it's still a beautiful place. At the same time, it's also destroying the ozone layer. Why do we need the ozone layer? It's the one thing that's really protecting us from the sun. Without the mm -hmm. ozone layer, you're literally being exposed to radiation. Yes, and you could die from radiation. So, for example, if the world ever went to a nuclear war, there's a bunch of different theories on what would happen. Really, the biggest theory is, is that, you know, the nukes would go off, the world would basically be shrouded in, like, dust and pollution, right? So, basically, it blocks out yeah. the sun. The ozone layer is basically destroyed. Kind of maybe like a nuclear, uh, a winter type thing, too. The Earth would also kind of get cold because the sun gets blocked out. That, but we also might see that. Of course, we get acid rain. And then anytime the clouds would open up and the sun would shine, don't go in the sun. That's just radiation. Because there's nothing protecting you from the sun. Not, the sun your sunscreen's not going to save you. And it's going to be the apocalypse. It's not like you're going to have sunscreen, right? Yeah, since the, dude, the whole sunscreen supply will go down. I mean, that's worst case scenario. But that's kind you know, of where we're heading. It really is. You know, you know, if we go to war with a country like North Korea has on a nuke, just, just expect that to happen. Yeah, just expect the nuclear winter to happen. And then why would we go to war? Well, I mean, we would go to war for multiple things, but really the biggest thing right now is why we would go to war is resources. I mean, with global warming, if we continue to see droughts, uh, population continues to increase, the storms get worse, we're going to have to start worrying about food and water. And then, of course, people might fight over uh, sources of energy. And that will cause war. That's why. That's why. That's why we had um, the. You know the war was in the nineties. You know Kuwait and everything. That's why they had a war. 
to the oil. So this world summit is good. You know, all the world leaders meeting to talk about global warming and what they're going to do for it. It's just that we need the sea change and fast or we're going to be heading for the worst, right? Because we're already seeing the effects of global warming. You know, years ago, scientists were like, okay, global warming's coming. We know it's real. It's going to be dangerous, but we got some time, though. Now scientists are like, we don't have that time anymore. Things have changed. We don't have time. We're out of time, basically, is what they're saying. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what the world leaders do of these developed countries do in the next couple of years to help stop this from having a major having a major effect on us. Very, very interesting. Yeah, no, right. The, the way the way we live in the future is gonna be much different than the way we live now. That's like, for sure. like yeah, everything things things change every month, right? To every year. So it'll be very different to see like what happens at the end of this year. So that's all I got, unless yeah, something else, Zach. I don't know. I think we basically said everything. That's yep. kind of like I think I think we hit all the major points, and that yeah, I think we did. Global warming's real. It's so serious. We can, we can go hours and hours about this topic and go like scientific detail about how this like how it works and everything exactly how but us. we're just here to make a 30 second uh 30 not 30 seconds that'd be really quick a 30 minute podcast in our opinions it's my life is 30 so seconds. easy i can see you say like two words like oh it's done now look at it that makes my life easier that makes my life easier i come on every week and say oh my two words and i'm done so global warming is real. It's it's a big threat. The world leaders are trying to do something about it, but will it be enough? And can they do it quickly enough? That's the big question. That's the question. Um, Next time, my controversy part two. We're already uh, seeing the side effects of global warming. We, we Zach and I think global warming is real. We think it's serious. We think we got to do something about it, and it's it's inevitable. We can't stop it at this point unless we really really turn things around. Like it's gonna tomorrow. it's gonna get really bad. Yeah, tomorrow, like tomorrow, I was like, oh yeah, we're going to renewable energy now. So, yeah, that was today's episode. Basically, kind of just talking about what is global warming and the side effects, and a little bit about what we can do to stop global warming. But I think, like Zach said, I think a part two would be good because there's a lot more we could talk about global warming, and I think a part two in the future might be something that'll happen. I'm Blaze Shredder first. I'm Davey Wrestling, you know. And you're listening to The Controversy. We'll see y'all next time, guys. That's how it's done. That's how it's done. Controversy is edited and produced by Blaze Fighter First. Special thanks to ZB Wrestling for co-hosting the podcast with me. And also special thanks to White Bat Audio who created the music that you heard in today's podcast. Again, thanks for listening and we will see you guys next time.